Welcome to episode 20 of That's What I'm Saying. Episode 20, girl. I just had to stop and say that again. Episode 20 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So I'm Sean. Oh, I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, your mama house, your daddy house. So... Now, what are we calling this episode? <laughs> the 48 Laws of Child Support. Hell yeah. <laughs> these bitches is getting the bag. <laughs> oh, all right. So bag. Start the minute. Girl, so this thing, this story um, that has Facebook, that no, that has all these broke-ass motherfuckers, all up their panties in a bunch, talking about gold diggers. So, girl... Niggas who would never see more than fifteen fucking dollars an hour talk about gold digging. Anybody want your fifteen dollars? Anyway, <laughs> so Blake Griffin. So there have been conflicting stories on this, but um, the first story that came out, Blake Griffin, who is a basketball player, he was ordered to pay two hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars a month in child support to the mother of his two kids. Um, her name is uh, Bren Cameron. She was a former uh, basketball player. I guess she was a college player. And they have two kids together, um, five and two. She's 25-20, right? What? 25-20, she's, she's, she's YT. It's the, the letters of the alphabet, oh. YT. <laughs> Girl, she is, she is white. She is very white. She is. She's a 25-20. Yeah, she's she's there. She is everything that you picture a white woman to be. She blonde hair, blue eyed, white, very, very white. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, so she says that Blake broke off their engagement right after he started dating Kendall Jenner, which um I ain't surprised because they mm-hmm. these 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 Kardashians slash Jenners can't seem to get a man on their own. They always taking somebody's man. And I'm, All I'm, the time. I wonder if um if she knew them, if they were friends somehow, because they always seem to take their friends' mans. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, so according to, to court documents um, obtained by Radar Online, Blake was earning about $2.2 million a month back in 2016. Uh, but there are also court documents that determined he was making $35 million a year, which is, which is more than $2.2 you know, million a month. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I also saw that according to Yahoo Sports, he's actually paying $32,000 a month Versus to two hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars a month. So, neither okay. one of these, neither one of these numbers is nothing to sneeze at. I'll take thirty-two k. You know, I'm saying you said something earlier. I thought it was so funny. You said she's a professional what? A professional child support collector because she has a child support collector. He has a kid by you said a football player. Yeah, it's a football player. Um, which is her son. I don't know if you see. There's a there's. Uh, it's a boy, so yeah. mm-hmm. um, she, you know she's she ain't new to this. She's true to this. She's been running this game, okay. <laughs> so I think, and you know, you know my my views on child support, being that I, you know, I used to um, I used to handle child support cases. So one of the things is, you know, the child is supposed to live a life that's comparable to the parent. So you know, you look at like typically one third of what that parent grosses should go towards child support. So. You know, if he's making $35 million a year or, you know, something like that, I mean, $32,000 is probably a low number, $32,000 a month. And then I I read somewhere that he is, 
you know, he provides the lifestyle. He pays for the house. They have, you know, I'm assuming it's a, it's a mansion out in Cali and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he takes care of his kids. He's young. He's only 29 years old. That's mm-hmm. what, what kind of, you know, I'm like, he's 29 with, with two kids. With, with I, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's, he's young, but you know, that ain't that young. You okay. Know? All right. Yeah. I'll just, uh, um, <laughs> all right. Is she older uh, than him? Maybe because she looks older than him. Yeah, probably because she does look. She looks mature. She looks a little longer than two. So um, I don't know. A little longer than two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Damn. laughs> got a lot of rings for that tree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. Let me stop. Look at us. Um, yeah. So I, hey, Blake. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I just you, you got to pay like your way. Uh, mm. This professional child support collector, though, is is just is is beating me. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> some women find it as a part of their life. And she made a statement. She said, you know, when he she got kicked out of the house that I guess they had together or whatever, she was homeless and she had a hundred dollars to her name. And Girl, I don't believe that. It, like, come on, Becky. We know we know you people don't do you like that. Yeah, that ain't that that didn't happen that way. But um. But you know what? I, I, one. I ain't mad though. I I'm not mad. <laughs> you think you would have if children? You, I don't even have to. If, if you, I'm just saying, if you if you gonna if you gonna uh front if you gonna uh gestate somebody's semen, you know, go for the fucking gold. Because <laughs> bitches out here be doing it for free every day. Girl, that's what I'm saying for motherfucking free. <laughs> Girls, bitches out here getting thirty dollars a month in child support. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Lord knows I'm not laughing because you know what? That's the goddamn truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like twenty five dollars until. Mm. Girl, oh I didn't think God. that was real until I I met some women. I'm like, you got oh, to be. Oh yes, crazy. oh yes. It's like a placeholder. Like hmm. if and when he ever gets himself together. Um. Yeah, twenty five dollars a month. I've seen it. I, I I know. I know about it. So, all right. Well, moving on. We got another um professional child support collector that we're going to talk about. So, <laughs> Sophie Brousseau, who is Drake's baby mama. Mm-hmm. So there's a video that is circulating on the internet. I saw it. It have you? It uh, it's weird. So it's this video. She is. She looks like she's kind of passed out on a bed. She has on what looks like lingerie, bra mm-hmm. panties. You know, she's she's um, ass up on this bed. There's a dude that's laying next to her. He's under the covers. He looks like, you know, he's in his afterglow. He looks like he's naked and maybe they just got finished doing whatever. Then the camera, obviously there's somebody holding the camera and they look like they're in a in a hotel room. Uh-huh. The camera slides over to the left and you see there's this guy, I guess, putting on a movie or or doing something on a dresser. Then the camera slides over to the right and girl, there's this dude on the floor on all fours. Look like he's in his underwear Mm -hmm. and it looks like he's about to snort something off the floor. Oh, and then and then the video goes out. So it before it goes back to her. It goes back to her. She is, you know, laid up. Mm-hmm. And I, girl, I don't, I don't, I don't. What is the video? Probably um media takeout. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A reputable source in today's news. <laughs> Probably media takeout. Um, 
but it's weird. It's weird. I don't know. You know, I, here's where here's my thought. I'm like, not only did he smash, but he smashed raw, assuming raw. that there was no condom. And this is the woman that is taking, and it looks like a video that has been made recently. I don't know if she already had Adonis or mm-hmm. or what, but it looks kind of it looks like like now. Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> I just, you know, just like I think we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, how there should be a playbook for rappers and um, and the things that they they doing, you know, like, like getting caught with guns and getting caught with drugs. There should also in that playbook should also be a chapter on these kind of women. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how to, you know, protect yourself and because this is. You know, the, the story of her is that she didn't know who the child's father was. You know, there was like Alyssa, maybe like five. I remember that. Who could have been this kid's dad, which means all of y'all were banging her raw, which is so disgusting. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I want to bring up that she's a porn star, but I'm, I'm not hating on, you know, it's whatever. You know, I'm not, I'm not passing. I, you know, I, I, I do. And I'll be, you know, to me, there's a difference between a stripper and a porn star. I didn't know. I thought she was a stripper. I thought she was like an Instagram model. Then, like I said, I, I saw the tapes literally and figuratively. Like, she, you know, she's that's a whole nother level to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, not sorry. So when I look at Drake and I'm just like, I don't know. He lost a lot of cool points for me with that. I, I just I thought he was a bit more discerning, although he is the same dude that talks about, you know, Sex and strippers on a on a mink mm. rug. Yeah, I mean that's his thing. He likes he likes strippers. He likes uh you know he likes that type of woman, which is you know everybody got their preference. So. I feel like they're different though. You know, I feel like strippers and and porn stars are different. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. How, I need to tread lightly on this answer. I, I mean, I think they're all they're all within the same industry. They just do different. They're in different parts of the industry. Um, so I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I do not know what to say. I would just. I would just like to think that it's a, it's a bit different. But okay, but any. Saying, in, I mean, not. But you know, porns have sex on camera. And porn. Porn. <laughs> porn stars. Porn. But they're also. <laughs> that have sex for money too you know in a back room so mm-hmm. you know, it's all a party game i guess okay <laughs> it's all a party game i mean you can learn a lot from a, from watching porn you can learn a lot from watching strippers they're teachers mm-hmm. they are teachers <laughs> they're teachers <laughs> can't can't oh gosh all right <laughs> and if you look at it that way they're one and the same oh oh god all right moving on um do we have any more for the ratchet (laughs) that's it (laughs) no more ratchet okay all right Uh, let's let's 
do we need to take a deep breath for a minute? <laughs> All right. Let's okay. I'm calm down. All right. So getting into the woke. So um, I have uh, have a story that's it's it's a, it's a new one, but it's it's the same old storyline. So uh, a Florida cop. Uh, who was actually a former police chief in it's Biscayne Park, which is not too far from where I live. Um, it has been said that he instructed his two police officers to frame black men for crimes they didn't commit. This is happening in Miami-Dade County. So there has been an ongoing federal investigation against former police chief Raimundo Artesiano guess what he is, and Raul Fernandez and Charlie Deub and Guillermo Ravello. Mm-hmm. So they were indicted on conspiracy after they said it looked like they pinned about 10 to 12 home burglaries on it looks like three to five different innocent men. Some mm-hmm. one as young as 16 years old. So they lied about the arrest really to just uh, get the favor of elected officials. So they were running around saying, hey, they've you know, they've crime, you know, solving all this crime in this neighborhood mm-hmm. um, so that they went they went to these, you know, I'm, I'm assuming these elected officials to say, you know, the numbers are really good. And, you know, there's money involved in that. So mm-hmm. um, in 2014, this actually happened back in 2014, but I guess it's just now coming out to us um, mm-hmm. that this police chief has been named as the man behind a lot of these false arrests. So Um, I have a quote here um, from one of the officers that testified against the police chief. He said that if they have burglaries that are open cases that are not solved yet, if you see somebody black walking through our streets, they have somewhat of a record, Hmm. arrest them so we can pin them for all of the burglaries, quote unquote. Um, So the officer cited in his testimony also said that they were basically doing this to about to have a hundred percent clearance rate for the city. So it was up in their numbers because that's what they were, that's what their police chief told them to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is nothing new. I don't know if you remember the whole uh, corruption case that happened in Baltimore very recently mm-hmm. with, a, with a couple of officers, some of them that I've, I've seen and, you know, I've seen their names on, on reports, uh, um, you know, some years ago. Mm-hmm. So former detective Jamel Ram testified about a July 2016 robbery of a married couple who were handcuffed after they were leaving Home Depot. So basically these police officers, you know, so they say they thought that this couple was involved in some illegal drug activity. This this happened in Baltimore. So basically these police officers followed this couple into a Home Depot, mm-hmm. arrested them illegally, and then once the husband, he said, look, I got about $40,000 in cash at the house back in Carroll County. These officers went out to the house in Carroll County, called the couple's relatives to go and pick up their kids from school. Mm-hmm. And then they basically scoured the house looking for cash and whatever else oh, they could right. find in drugs without a warrant. Wow. And um, then they submitted a false affidavit where they said, um, you know, asking for authorization to go back to the house, Mm -hmm. Uh, talking about they were, you know, surveilling the place, but they had already taken, so they had taken $20,000 of the $40,000. And Ram, who was the detective at the time, he said that they divided up the money and they weren't celebrating at the casinos. Shut the hell up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, probably went to, uh, what is that, Arundel Mills (laughs) to these casinos out there. What is it, Horseshoe something? Or Horseshoe. I'm one of those. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was basically what it, this officer testified that that was their MO, that they would 
rob suspected drug dealers without having any actual evidence of that they were drug dealing and, um, you know, take the winnings. Mm-hmm. So will these people ever get arrested or were they just like, you know, doing a shakedown? Well, this is no, and that's what we're saying. Like none of some of these people got arrested. There, there are civil lawsuits. So I, I did read that, um, but basically, there were all of it was was fabricated. Okay, all the story from from the top to the bottom of the whole story was fabricated. And then um, in Baltimore City, I don't know if you remember, there was a, a Sean Souter who mm-hmm. was a police detective that was he was about to testify at a federal investigation, mm-hmm. and supposedly he got shot with his own gun. Right. Whether that was you, you remember that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And his murder is the only murder of a police officer that remains unsolved in this in this whole thing. No suspects, no anything. So mm-hmm. it just sounds like a setup. We have so much corruption, you know, from the police. And I actually think that the numbers and the occurrence of corruption in the police force is wider and larger than is reported. Of course. <laughs> yeah, this this is only we only get this story because there's a federal it was a federal investigation. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that the feds had to come in and and do a full sweep. So I you know, what are your thoughts on this? This is you know, it's, it's disheartening to say it's the least. And you know, I think we will never know like the 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 actual number of uh of of these cases where where um people were um were wrongfully of crimes and like the corruption, we're never going to get the true, um, you know, the true number of it. Cause you know, yeah. you start digging, everybody's going to fall. Every, um, you know, it's going to be so many people's hands that have touched these cases and mm-hmm. he either looked the other way or have, um, planted evidence or cause you, you heard them stories before where, you know, you yeah. know, these people getting pulled over and they find these drugs in the trunk. They're like, these, you know, these are not my drugs, not my gun. You know, yep. you hear this yep. all the time. There's a, you know, there's jails full of innocent, men who are guilty innocent mm-hmm. <laughs> and really and really innocent you know what i'm saying right yep so yep uh, and i was just to to add to that because i'm i'm in my research i was reading that in baltimore it was typical for the police officers to ride around with bb guns just in case they had to plant them on the scene wow and you know take a report and it's it's crazy this and this goes back to what i said before about police officers, I said that that test is done, in my opinion, to find the borderline sociopaths mm-hmm. or borderline psychopaths because they they need that sort of aggression and mm-hmm. I, I guess you know you're looking at it as leadership, but they need that personality. Mm-hmm. I, and I feel like these tests it it finds those people. Mm-hmm. And puts them in these positions. Um, it also makes me think. Did you ever see Blade Runner, the new one? No, uh, uh-uh. the movie. Okay, so in Blade Runner, you know the the storyline is is about a whole, it's about a bunch of other stuff. But basically, there was the police officer in Blade Runner. There was a test um, that was part of the police protocol, and he would have to take this baseline test. You know, I don't know if they did it like once a week or something. Mm-hmm. And it was a psychological test just to make sure that that officer had the you know the right emotional state to do his or her job mm-hmm. and i feel like this is i don't you know this is we're talking about a sci-fi movie blade run is a sci-fi movie but i feel like there's something in that if we could just if we could incorporate that into police officers that we have now because you know once they get a badge that's pretty much it you know they're out here 
make it doing their own thing. I don't, you know, a baseline test or something to, you know, like how, how, how do you, how do you get a police officer to respect the rights of a person? How do you do that? I, you know, I don't know if there's a test, a psychological test or, or something. I just, you know, we got so many issues with this, but it's just, it's just, it comes down to respect of the next person. And that's, that's what these officers are, are losing out and they just don't have. If it's a, a gene, a bone or something, a chromosome, I don't know. They just don't have it. And I think, you know, when, when we have people who become police officers and any, and really anybody who has authority over people you know, if it's not checked, then they, that power goes to their heads mm -hmm. you know? all the time. They, you know, and it's is they probably need some therapy too. I'm always screaming therapy, but yeah, you know, yeah. Too, you know. So yeah, it was it was really 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 sad. Like boy, that's you know we got so much to worry about now. They they planting guns and and drugs and burglaries on kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Outside of killing us. Too. And but then you know, really, this is this is nothing new. Really, <laughs> this is nothing new. This has been going on yeah. for decades, for you know, generations. So I know. you know, mm -hmm. it's yeah. So yeah. So it's 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 a sad case. It's a sad case. So we're gonna definitely be following this to see what happens to these officers. What's his name? Jamel Rayum. Yeah, that was well. That was one of the detectives, and you know, he was a brother mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. You know, who basically just told on, told on everybody so that he can get a shorter and a lighter sentence. Because I actually think he got sentenced to 15 years. Oh, really? But it was the corruption was just unreal. Like, it, I mean, it. You know, oh, it was, it was, it was really bad, really, really bad. So yeah. All right. I, I need, I need some woke that that makes me feel good. Do you have anything? <laughs> I do, I do. And that's, you know, I always tend to try to find this woke, the woke stuff that's like not depressing, it's more uplifting. So last week. Um, Leave it to me to bring y'all down. So LeBron, you know, I, I, I absolutely love LeBron James. I love him. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, it's, I, I watch basketball if I have to watch basketball, but really, I just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be home watching it by myself, but, you know, if I'm with somebody and if it's a group of us watching it, you know, I watch it. But anyway, I love LeBron. I just love his image, um, the image of him. You know, I don't know how he is really as a husband or as a father, but the image of him, I just absolutely love. Mm -hmm. so, um, so last week he opened um, a school called I Promise in his hometown of Akron, Ohio. Um, and he opened it up to a 240 at-risk third and fourth graders. Um, oh man, love it! And it's a project of his his uh, foundation, the LeBron James Family Foundation, um, in conjunction with the Akron Public Schools. And with this school, the kids are getting free tuition, they're getting free uniforms, free breakfast, lunch, and snacks, free transportation to get to school, free bikes and helmets. Um, their family gets access to food pantries, um, guaranteed tuition for all of their gra graduates to go to University of Akron which I think is amazing. Uh, my niece goes to a school in, um, in Virginia and um, it's called Achievable, Achievable Dream. And, you know, they have the same kind of policy where, you know, once you get 12th grade and you graduate, they pay for you to go to school, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, but with LeBron and his school, um, they offer, they also extend 
you know, some of these things to parents. So the parents of the students will receive access to job placement services and help acquire their GEDs. This is, oh. this is really amazing. So um, he got the help of the Akron County educators to develop the curriculum. Absolutely. Focus on uh, STEM education. And so with this school, you know, tip, well, I don't know if a lot of schools still do this and have that, that summer break, but I do know a lot of schools um, now have uh, longer school years. So you don't Year have around, to, Yeah. Yeah. So their schools kind of be modeled after that, that as well. Their break's going to be stag staggered to promote year round education. Um, and then by 2022, they're going to expand from first to eighth grade. So he is um, a part of that club now. You know, Sean, Sean Combs has a, a school in Harlem. Uh, Jalen Rose actually has a school as well. So, you know, it's good to see that these these men, these black men with this access to all this money are really investing back into the community. This is what I want to see. This is what I, I you know, love. To I love it. I love it. And I, the big thing for me is that this is a public school, yeah. not a charter school. So mm -hmm. the funds are, you know, are are coming from the public. There's public access to, um, you know, the, you have access to some of the, the public programs which is really good for these kids. And, you know, I was, I, and I was reading that this, the school is, or the curriculum is focused on the science and the tech, which I think is extremely important for this, um, for our future scientists and, you know, techies, because that's the world that we live in. Yep. Um, so I just, I said, every kid gets a Chromebook. I just, same thing. I, I love to see this, you know, mm -hmm. and, that stupid number 45 who tried to diminish and demean as and disrespect as he always yeah. <laughs> always does via Twitter. And I'm not even going to give him too much of the time of the yeah. day because I, I, didn't think, even, I, didn't, I didn't even want to report on the little. Nonsense. I know you didn't. I know. I, I, I know. But yeah. but in actuality, it backfired and it actually gave more publicity, you know, to what LeBron is doing, I think, mm -hmm. in the interim, because, you know, it made him just look so. Yeah. Five. And then his 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 wife, um, you know, commended LeBron. Uh huh. <laughs> <You know? laughs> she's like, we we ain't both getting thrown under the right. bus. She's yeah. like, there is. She's making it clear there is no unity in this household. Just no. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Good for her. Just, yeah. I mean, I, I how you find a way to bring down this this good this this good thing that this man is doing is beyond me. So mm -hmm. yeah, anyway. I promise. Um, I think it's a forty-five. I don't even want to talk about him. Okay. Got yeah. you. Mm. <laughs> Good job, LeBron. Good I love LeBron. it. I love it. And I'm I'm now a new uh, Laker fan. I'm a, uh, whatever. Wherever team LeBron goes is where. where Girl, you I'm better get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I follow him, so now I'm a Laker fan. I think his number is it 23. I forgot what is his number. At, uh, like um, that was Jordan. So no, that was I Jordan. don't know. That was for I, Chicago, though. Huh. He's a Laker, not a not Chicago Bulls. Oh, it is twenty. He's yeah, it's twenty three. I just okay. I just uh, looked it up. Yeah, for him. I just you know my thing with LeBron is man, he married a black woman. There's no looking at her and trying to find exotical yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Love for real fucking black, and that's why I love the whole and this whole uh, Barack and Michelle, cause she is, she is a black woman. There's no saying she got ending in her family or she did that. <laughs> she black. Savannah James is black. Michelle Obama is black. You know, I love, I love it. I love it. Mm. I love it. So anyway, job, LeBron. Yeah, I love oh. it. I love LeBron and his family. So kudos to him.
Yes, yes. All right. All right. Moving on. What, what else do we have for some woke? This actually probably is ratchet, honestly. Now that I think about it, this this next story. So <laughs> the most ridiculous shit I have heard in a long time. So uh, back on July 23rd, the CDC tweeted, uh, just a reminder for us not to reuse condoms. I didn't know. I I had no idea this was an actual thing. I didn't know people were like rinsing this shit out and hanging it up in the and washing where, <laughs> hanging it over the shower uh, curtain. Turn it inside out, you know. <laughs> what in the world? Who the fuck does that? So apparently, there are people who wash and, reu and reuse condoms. Um, I don't know how they found this, these people. Like, was there a survey that happened? Like, who who would admit to this in the first place? Who like who would admit to it? I I don't know. I don't know. But I they never said, heard this. I never heard this. But CDC says, and I didn't think that they probably say this, but cleaning and reusing diminishes the protective effect of condoms by leading to condom breakage, slippage, or leakage. So if you're out there and you're reusing condoms, you know that we we have a no judgment zone here at that's what I'm saying podcast. But stop that shit. Stop that shit. <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> that is so nasty. I just, I, I don't understand the reason for it, but <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand either. I, I don't, I, I, mean, I don't get it. I, I just, why they had to make a PSA about it I, is wow, but yeah, please don't stop turning them shits inside out and hanging them out to dry. <laughs> Those days are done. Using Dawn dish soap to clean them out. <laughs> Some Bath and Body Works antibacterial hands. Please, y'all. Y'all stop this mess. Stop it. Just stop it. All right. So moving on to We at the Weekend D. Weekend D. I used to be scared of the dirt. Not no more, bitch. Not no more. All right. So. Today's Weekend D um, comes from one of our listeners um, via email. So you can always uh, email us at that's what I'm saying podcast at gmail.com. So here is the question. It says, dear ladies, my man can't seem to get an erection anymore. We've dated on and off for over 10 years. In our early 20s, the sex was the bomb, but now either he can't get hard at all or he can't keep it up or he can't keep it hard. Funny enough, he has no problem with initiating sex or trying to put what feels like a noodle inside me. We have a good relationship besides this. I'm not satisfied. Help. So um, I'm going to let you. What, 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 what would you say? Uh, well, let me. Okay, so let me let me give my my take on this. Okay. So you know you have different phases of arousal. Like uh, you know, for a woman, you know, we need a whole bunch of stuff. You know, we need we need the mood, we need candles, we need emotions. We we. Mm -hmm. I said I need music. You don't. Um, but we need that connection. Men are mostly they're physical and they're visual. That's that's their thing. So one of the things that I've that I've learned is that you know 
men are the only mammal that technically doesn't have a bone in their dick. So most animals have a bone there, mm -hmm. so but men don't. So they have to rely on that blood flow. So anytime you're talking about um, a you know a, a, lo a loose or a limp penis, you're talking about a restriction of blood flow. Mm -hmm. You know, even with ED, with erectile dysfunction, that means, dysfunction, that means there's not enough blood there. So what is stopping the flow of blood? You know, like sometimes when you lay on your arm or something, your arm goes to sleep. I mean, you know, that's one thing. But especially with our men, we have so many things that we need to make sure is good so that you, your dick can be good. Mm -hmm. So low testosterone is one. Obesity, which is a big, you know, which is a big issue. Diet, which is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, and I say this all the time. You can't eat like you did when you were in your yeah. 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't, all that fried food, you know, a low fat diet is so important, especially now as we get older, low fat, um, you know, avoiding those fried foods. Exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I meet, there's some guys that I know that just like they don't exercise. They don't want to exercise and they think like you can still have that frame and that body that you did when you were in your 20s. Mm -hmm. You got to exercise, you know, because it does have an effect on your sexual drive and whether you could get the dick up or not. Stress is another um, issue that, you know, translates into the bedroom. If you're going through depression, you have anxiety, that's, you know, that's a huge thing. So we have to be able to come to a place where we can deal with some of those life issues because it affects us sexually. Mm -hmm. um, another big issue that I know we all deal with, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It, it, and let me tell you, you know, from my personal experience, that alcohol, if you and your, you know, it's cool when you we in our early teens and 20s, you know, but that dude and for, and the woman still, you can't drink like you did back in the day and uh -huh. expect mm -hmm. to, you know, to be dicking her down. It's not going to work. So you've got to make sure, you know, drugs and alcohol, that those are things that can affect the, the man's drive. So um, I read somewhere that African-American men are more likely than men of any other race to experience erectile dis dysfunction. You know, and a lot of times we think that ED or erectile dysfunction is something that happens with age. What I'm coming to understand is that's not the case. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to happen with age. Mm -hmm. There's certain things that you could do to take care of yourself um, to make sure that doesn't happen. So, um, I would just tell her, you know, it's, it's some of the things that you don't want to say. And I think we as women, you know, as soon as that happens, it turns back to us. Like, what did I do? Or is it, you know, he's not attracted to me or something. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's pressure in and of itself. You know, it's not working or whatever. I think for this sister, get him to relax, you know, get him to be comfortable, be the initiator and take charge, you know, in time, it'll, it'll, it'll come back. It'll bounce back. You know, I mean, look, I know I like to be skewered. I like to be dick down. Like I don't, I can't do <laughs> with the noodles and, you know, um, and, you know, to be honest, it feels like if, if that happens, I'm looking at me like what, are you not attracted? Is it, yeah. is it not me? Mm -hmm. You know, but really you have to take the pressure off of him performing, you know, lighten the mood up, relieve the tension, you know, laugh, be silly. Foreplay is huge, you know, reassure him that he's good, that he's good. So, mm -hmm. and I have to tell, I've had to give myself this, um, you know, this kind of advice because I've been in that situation, you know, on different occasions. So mm -hmm. um, what do you think?
Um, just I think you kind of covered most of the basics. I think <laughs> a lot of it has to do with uh, with diet, um, what you put it in your body, alcohol, drugs, you know, exercise, and like you know, just like you said, she didn't say how old this guy was, but um, she didn't really talk about you know his health, but you know. It probably has a lot to do with with stress and with his health and what he's yeah. eating. Um, so you have to focus on those things. And you know there are ways to remedy it. You know you can get um, um, acupuncture. To, oh yes. Yeah, to address yeah. the issue because I had I, I've I've had experiences where where guys uh, were not guys but a guy was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me clarify that. Gang gang. <laughs> Y'all probably think I am like a, the biggest freak out there, but um, but no, um, where you know the guy that I was dating, he wouldn't get as hard as he used to, you know, yeah. and you know you and and then in hindsight, thinking back, you know, um, you know he he wasn't exercising, so that it wasn't that piece, but it was stress, you know, he was in a very such stressful situation, so it affects you, you know, mm-hmm. um, and also you know if you're not mentally in the mood, if you can't mentally get there, then that's gonna affect you know, what's happening down below as well. So, um, see what's going on with him. You know, it may not, it may be something that's physically happening to him or maybe a mental thing. Um, you know, we got to find out, you know, what the issue is. So, so yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's good advice. Uh, you know, just to bring it, bring it again, um, you know, diet, what you diet and exercise, Drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. look at and stress. Yeah, look at those areas, and come up with a come up with a solution. Because nine times out of ten, that's what is affecting that bone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we all like to get dick down from time <laughs> to time. Yeah, and like and like you said before, like it, you know, in our you know early twenties, you know, we used to have uh, alcohol induced sex all the time you can't do that shit now i mean maybe you'd be a little tipsy but the minute you get over tipsy that shit it's it's, it it ain't it ain't the same no more working with 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 wet noodles (laughs) forget it (laughs) let's forget it a little noodle where did you go with that (laughs) (laughs) no thank you i'll pass pass on that so all right boo um i'll you know go ahead and, and and address it and hopefully it gets better you know, oh, yeah, Sorry. it will, it, it will do some, do some fantasy play, you know, like that, that, that tends to, to do it. And it depends. Like some, you know, some people like porn, some don't, you know, some guys, some, you know, they needed to arouse, go mm-hmm. to a strip club. Maybe that'll do it. You know, just, yeah. Yeah. A little thing, try something different. Yeah. So, all right, girl, you begin your back blown out very soon. <laughs> All right, moving along. <laughs> okay, what do we have? Where are we? Oh, we at the I reminisce, I reminisce. I reminisce, I reminisce. You know, I was out this past weekend um, in, where'd I go? I, well, I was out in Miami and they played that song. Oh, really? And girl, I was like transported to a place, to paradise for mm-hmm. that four minutes or something. They played I reminisce by... Um, P Rock and CL Smooth. Yeah. It was so, which, you know, I not don't mean to cut you off, but I want to say I learned two things this weekend that I have to share mm-hmm. um, <laughs> around music. So, you know, I like that stupid Takashi 6ix9ine and um, Nicki Minaj song. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't think of this song, but I learned what a Fifi is. You know what a Fifi is? No. Because he sings about it. And the song's called <laughs> A Fifi is. <laughs> It's this apparatus that 
these dudes make in jail to have sex with. So it's basically, it looks like it could be a, um, it could be a glove on, in a towel. Okay. Stuffed with Vaseline Ooh. and he puts his dick in it and has sex with it. And it's called a Fifi. I learned Oh, okay. Hey, man. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta, you, you need a, a, a source of release when you're in jail. So, you know. Ooh, and, then, and then I learn what a trade is. So I'm telling you, you know what? A trade? Watching, that's like in uh, prostitution, right? Well, a tr- uh, well, in, in black gay, I guess, world, mm-hmm. a trade is someone who it sounds like a dude that likes to get head or likes to be the top, but doesn't reciprocate. Oh, okay. Learn something new. So I'm telling you, you know, watching black gay porn will fuck your life up. Because everybody, <laughs> you look at all these dudes out here like, are you giving it? You taking. Girl. <laughs> you, and it be some, the, the thuggiest. That's why I'm like, gay has no... It has no look because not at all. My my mind was blown. The manliest man and they be gay, and you see some guy who looks a little, you know, effeminate, and he's not gay. So, Mm -hmm. girl, you cannot go on looks. Can't go on looks. But yeah, that that just ooh, that blew my mind. Okay, all right. I didn't mean to um interrupt the reminisce. Just wanted to share. (laughs) Well, my reminisce, um, taking it all the way back to 2000, it, it, this is like a summertime anthem, even though it came out in August, but it's Best of Me Part 2 by Maya featuring Jay-Z. Yes. This was my shit. Yes, y'all, and Chicka Man be balling. She told some of them be crawling. Girl, this was my shit. This was my jam. I used to love this song so much. The video, everything. So this is the second single, single off of DJ Clue's album, DJ Clue Presents Backstage the Mixtape, which was the soundtrack to um, Backstage, the documentary for the Hard Knock Life, uh, Life Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released back in August 2000. And this was the second version. The first one was with Jadakiss. Remember that one? Yep. Yeah. So, um, and Track Masters produced it. And they sampled Make the Music With Your Mouth Biz, which was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the, the interesting thing about this is that, um, and, you know, watching the video, I was like, I know they fucking talking about Jay-Z and Maya. Like, I don't know how I can tell. But uh, according to my sources, they didn't even get along. So Maya had already, um, you know, written her part and, you know, she was part of the production of it. And then Jay-Z came into the studio to lay his vocals and he didn't like Maya. I guess wow. speak to him. She wasn't, you know, grateful that he was coming on her album. She was pretty new to the, you know, to the music world. So, you know, she had this little thing with him and, you know, he got there and he was like, I'm not fucking putting my vocals on this song. I, you know, I don't like her. I don't like her attitude. So wow. it didn't happen then. But a couple months later, they were on the West Coast um, at an awards show. And that's when he came. I guess her attitude was a little bit different. They were more, um, you know, uh, aligned together in that respect. So he put his vocals down and then we have this fucking classic ass song. This shit. Every time this song plays, it it, remi- it just reminds me of the summertime. It's like a summertime anthem. I love this song. I love, absolutely. This song is a banger. I still play it now, along with her falling. So mm-hmm. I remember the dude in her video, I remember I, I talked to him one time, like, you know, got his number or whatever. We stayed in, in New York. I think he's he's Cisco's cousin from, um, oh, what's the thong song, dude? 
yay, Cisco, you know. But that the dude that was in the Best of Me video that she was digging on, I remember like, oh, I had a little crush on him and then I met him and, mm-hmm. you know, it was cute. And that was like the whole, that video did it for me because it was the whole motorcycle thing. And, you know, like that's right when I got into motorcycles and I'm uh-huh. like, these bitches are not riding, but, <laughs> I'm, but I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she was just... I think she, her career could have gone so much further. I don't know what de- what derailed it or backtracked it because she had a nice voice. She was a da- you know she was a dancer. She's pretty. Uh-huh. Um, I know she's what she's from. Mar- she's from Maryland. You know she you knows she was bigging up the DMV area. I just don't. I don't know what kept her. You know why she didn't become a superstar that I felt like she had the ability to do. You know I think you know she had some songs that I like. I don't know if I was like a Maya fan per se, but she did have some songs here and there that I that were bangers that I really liked. I all I kind of want to think it was her choice of music because sometimes some of her songs I'd be like I don't like this song. It's something about it that I just don't like. But then again, I'm not the biggest R&B fan, so it's like maybe that was it. And I just you know most of her songs that I do like are ones that are like hip hop based. You know they have like a strong bass line to it. So. Um, so I can't say if that was it. She she was never really my favorite, but she is a pretty girl. She's talented. She can sing. She can dance. Um, so you know who who knows? You know, in that industry, it could be one of a million things that derails someone's career. You know, just like what happened, girl. But yeah, that was that set off the summer. I remember that because that was the summer of two thousand. I was in New York City. I was I was on the motorcycles, and I remember she had this outfit. <laughs> Just I'm gonna I'm gonna go even deeper. She had this outfit in this video, right? It was like a um, it was like a snakeskin, like a like a top with the. Are pants. you talking about the first one or the second one? What the video? The one with uh, the original, the one with uh, Jada and the whole locks. In so it. I'm talking about the one with part two. That's a whole. Oh. Okay, but it's the same damn song. I thought, let me just finish. The outfit that she had on in the first video, I went on a hunt to find it, and I found it at Century 21 in New York City mm-hmm. because and I and I wanted to wear it, and I wore it to um, find the tunnel. But I was inspired to get this outfit from Maya because it was mm-hmm. like a snakeskin. And I was like, oh, I was I was really into snakeskin print back in the day, thanks to her. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but in the second one, she had on, remember that jersey dress she had on? I blame yeah. her for that fucking jersey dress craze <laughs> that went on. Girl, I hated jersey dresses. <laughs> I hated them. Oh, Did you really? It was so cute, though. She had, uh, oh, she had North Carolina a and uh-huh, Carolina blue. And she looked cute in it, but all right. <laughs> I it, it, was, it was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. It was a thing. But yeah, this is my shit. I still love this song. This was my jam. This is my jam. And it's funny that it's a Maya song because for the longest time I thought it was a Jay Z song and she was just featured on it because really it's just she's singing a hook on on a song. You know, True he, he's laying all the bars. She's singing a hook. So I I didn't even know it was her song with him. You know, being featured on it. But it's a dope song. I still like it. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. I reminisce. Well, moving on. So we are now at the segment of the show where we support black businesses. So we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. We desire to build awareness of products and services that are made for us by us. So today I want to highlight, let me just give some backstory. So I buy this lemonade from Whole Foods recently Mm -hmm. as, 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 uh, more as recent as 
two nights ago. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a lemonade. And if you look at the bottle, there's a little brown girl that's on the bottle. It's called Me and the Bees Lemonade, uh -huh. which was started in 2009 by entrepreneur Michaela Ulmer, who is now 13 years old. So she developed a fascination for bees after she was stung twice in a week when she was like four or five years old. So her great grandmother gave her this recipe for this lemonade and she started selling the drink on her own, you know, kind of like outside of her house on a stand mm -hmm. and portions of her profits go to an organization that helped save the honeybees. So there's this Aww. whole thing you know, the honeybees are going extinct, if you know, uh -huh. sideline. But anyway, um, so she was on Shark Tank where she secured $60,000 on the show, where Damon John is also an investor in her company. Mm -hmm. And so Michaela's Lemonades, Me and the Bees is sold in 55 whole whole food stores. So it's called www, you can find it www.meandthebees.com. And it is excellent. I'm, I'm a lemonade drinker. Mm -hmm. I like I like to make my own lemonade, um, but this is, it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to have to try it out because I love lemonade. I love supporting black businesses and I love supporting little black people. Yep. Yeah. And how, how little brown faces on the bottle. I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> adorable. Yeah. Yep. Me and the bees. Me and the bees. So yes. All right. So where are we at now? This is the end. This is the end of the road. For this episode is this the e i want to know i want to know i love that song good lord all right so we've come to the end you can subscribe to that's what i'm saying the podcast we're in the apple podcast app google play iHeartRadio, radio soundcloud speaker stitcher Castbot. very uh, convenient you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter it's that's what i say three Visit us, send us your dick questions on that's what I'm saying podcast uh, at gmail.com or that's what I'm saying podcast.com. That's our website. You can learn more, ask questions, comments, blah, blah, blah. Also, we've got to send a shout out to. Yeah, always got to send a, a mega, mega shout out to our super producer, um, Steven. Um, you can find him on Twitter and you can also find him on Instagram at Vegas World Inc. Yep. Thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, y'all. Next week, take care, y'all. Peace.